This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the Heroes of HB12, the Wiccan Wanderers podcast powered by the fans. I'm Dan Clark, joined as usual by Adam Cooper and Damien for our Hockley. Michael will hopefully be back with us next week, but for now, let's talk about all things Burton, West Ham, and a bit of Lincoln next week. Guys, we are looking at an unbeaten 2024 so far. How are we feeling compared to the last few weeks? Let's not jinx it, eh? It's been a bit more positive, hasn't it? Definitely. Um, that even if the result on, on Saturday wasn't the result that we wanted and probably the result that we deserved, the performance was a lot more positive. Um, I didn't think we were anywhere near as bad as we were being made out to be uh, in the first half. We weren't great. We didn't have as much attacking intent in the first half as we did in the second. But the second half, I thought we were outstanding. Um, there was only really one team in it. Um, and there was only ever really one team who looked like they were going to win the game until they scored really up against the run of play. Um, but they were, you know, let's not kid ourselves, they're a very, very poor side. But, um, you know, there's a lot of positives to take from that performance. And uh, and if we can take that into to this little run of games that we've got coming up, I think there'll be, uh, there'll be more positives than negatives at the end of January going into that hellish run in February. I thought we deserved to win the game. I really did. Um, from what I watched, uh, it was one of those games where if we'd had another 10 minutes, I reckon the pressure would have got to them. But unfortunately, we just ran out of time. Um, and we we did miss a couple of guilt-edged chances. And it might have been a good idea to stick Coney on, maybe. If he's on the evidence last night, just to give him a chance. But obviously, you can't take off players who are playing well. Sam Vokes was having a storm on Saturday. It was just causing them all sorts of trouble. Just only got one unfortunately i know and and do you know what i think it it was it was reassuring i think first half obviously as i say i, I think it looked a bit very much same old that we've had this season where we weren't you know we were dominating the play we were obviously the better of the two sides but we just weren't taking our chances again you thought oh is this another nil nil like it was in the reverse fixture that second half i don't know what was said at half time but as soon as we came out there was a lot more attacking intent it you know it looked better obviously they switched um sadlier and mcleary up as well quite a lot i think just to confuse their uh 
their full backs, but it seemed to seemed to make a bit of a difference when sadly was playing on that left wing for the second half. It was it was really helping quite a lot more. It was just a lot better. The fact that, and I'll take this from the uh, Adam Cooper statistic corner that we have, um, we've got twenty one shots on goal and f- only four on target though. Twenty one shots on goal though, it's a decent amount of chances, and it should be enough for us to to win the game really. But look um, how many on target. Only four. That's it. Yeah. So twenty percent of our shots are on target, and twenty five percent are twenty five percent of the shots on target are going in. Common sense is if you get the target more, you're going to score more, don't it? You know what we didn't win though, because we had more possession. There is that, but I mean the thing is though, you could tell towards the end because obviously we were just beyond the goal when the onslaught was coming on second half. The Burton players could not wait for that full time. Like they, they really wanted that full time whistle to come, and they were holding on. And Wheeler hit the post, and you know there was just shots flying in, and the keeper was making great saves. I don't know what vendetta he's got against us, but he seems to have an absolutely fantastic game every time he plays us. We should sign him just to <laughs> we stop him playing him. well he's... against us. He was the only reason the first game was nil nil, basically. Yeah. He'd be rubbish if he played for us, but we should sign him just to stop him playing against us. It'd guarantee us six points every year. Yeah, but do you know what? I feel like uh, I feel like if we sign like it's Max Crocombe, isn't it? Max Crocombe, and then you had Jordan Rhodes up front. I think Wickham would just become a paradox and just implode on itself because, <laughs> like, every time we play them, they Jordan Rhodes always scores a bag full of goals and. Matt's Crocombe never lets a goal in apart from... I mean, he ain't going to stop Vokes' goal. That was an absolute stunner. It was It was a beauty. Oh, I'll tell you what, just yeah, just watching that go in. As soon, do you know, as soon as it came to him as well, I know it was behind him, but the way that he turned his body, you just knew. You just knew, didn't you? Yeah, it was a banger. Absolute banger. The advantage of watching at home, we got to see it on, on the replay, so... Ah... <laughs> oh. Do you know what, as well? It, even the, the when the replays were flying around Twitter as well, it just... You could watch it again and again. It was an absolute quality goal, but it it was coming for him because the chances that he was taking, like especially towards the second half, it was coming, it was coming, it was coming. Um, but it was nice though as well because we seemed to have switched it. So we've got the, the two up front and obviously I think Vokes and Taylor worked well with each other on Saturday. I think we seem to be getting a bit more out of Dale Taylor than we have done previous games where he's been that lone player up top. Kind of playing as a 10 a bit more. And I think that does two things. First of all, it allows Vokes to play to his strengths because he's got somebody getting closer to him. Um, But secondly, it allows Taylor to play to his strengths because he's one of these players who, yeah, a little bit like that kind of Rooney mould. I'm not saying he's anywhere near as good as Rooney, but that kind of mould where he likes to drift deeper and pick the ball up and run at people. Um, and I think playing as a number nine, if you're going to do that and you're playing up front on your own, you're turning around, you're looking up and there's nobody to play the ball to. But when you're in that little number 10 spot, and we've spoken about it for years, Damo, that little spot in behind, it gives you loads of room just to go and wander, drop back, pick the ball up, get your head up and get it into the target, man. And I, I, I like him in that position, I have to admit. It has worked better. And obviously, West Ham will, will go into that in a second, but... Him and being up top with West Ham as well, I thought he had a decent game last night as well. Really, he was, he was, you know, making a making a bit of a difference in there. Um, I think we also need to really talk about how good David Wheeler was filling Josh's space for Burton because it was one that we didn't actually mention last week in terms of filling that space, but he just slotted in 
perfectly, didn't he? You know, he was, he was really, really good. And it's so good to have him playing a full 90 minutes. As I said last week, he's, he's like a Swiss Army knife player. You can pretty much, he's a multi-tool. You can put him pretty much anywhere. He's the, he, he's the archetypal reincarnation of Keith Ryan, even though Keith Ryan's not dead. You can just put him anywhere in the team and it works. I thought that um, I thought Josh Gowan had, uh, had, had borrowed David Wheeler's shirt. Um, that's probably you the biggest. Tell the difference, could you? Yeah, it's probably the yeah. biggest compliment you could pay him. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Um, you know, he there's never been any doubt over his fitness. I think the any doubt that you've ever had over him is, you know, what's his home? Where is his position? Um, but he was absolutely outstanding. He's a proper warrior. He loves a tackle. He's good in the air. Which, um, which obviously we're not used well. to with Josh. Um, he just reads the game so well. He's just such a natural footballer. He doesn't look like he has to think about what he's doing. Um, he's never going to be that kind of player who's who's running at people and taking people on and doing little bits of trickery and outpacing people. But for for hard work and genuine ability and guile, um, you know, if you if you're going to be in the trenches, you want to be in the trenches with him, don't you? Um, he, mm. he he played really really well. Um, yeah, if if he puts in two more performances like that, I genuinely think we've got a problem because can you drop him um, and push Josh straight back in there? Um, I don't know is the question, um, and we'll have to wait and see what happens. But no, I think the biggest compliment that you can pay him is that apart from about three feet in height, um, there was absolutely no difference between Josh being in midfield and and wheels being in midfield. Um, if anything, we were probably a little bit more com- combative in the air, which I think probably threw Burton to start off with because that's been an area where we've always struggled with second balls because, you know, Freddie Potts isn't little, but he's not <clears throat> not known for his aerial dominance. Um, so, yeah, I think that Wheeler just kind of gave us that little bit extra that we haven't had. So it was good to see. And so he wasn't there to be outpace people and do trickery. Josh never does that. There's other people to do that in the team. Yeah, exactly right. You don't see, you don't see Josh, Josh Gowan running past people well, every now and then, but David Wheeler would do it every now and then. Yeah, no, but, you know, there's other people to do that. His job was there to protect the defence, and he did it brilliantly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think the benefit as well, uh, just because we had that surety in the middle of the park, I think the difference that, I saw as well was we were playing a lot wider and I know it's probably because we've identified that Burton on the wings is an area to exploit but the impact of GMAC on the wing you know he played really really well on Saturday and it was back to um, I'm thinking back to earlier this season when GMAC and Vokes were both in form was at Carlisle game um, probably a similar where we were kind of we came off the back of that having a conversation about how good they were and the fact that we shouldn't drop them. But then obviously the game, I think one of the games after that was Fleetwood and we went with that completely different front line that ended up scoring four goals. And we kind of forgot about Vokes and GMAC really being on fire. Um, But they seem to be kind of getting towards that part of form again, that is really going to cause us a lot of headaches up top going forward. But obviously as we've identified, you know, out of all the 21 shots on goal, We've, I mean, we've had probably over 50, 60 shots on goal over the last four games, if you count the EFL trophy as well, which is a far contrast to, you know, the the 10, 11 games before that. So 
the attacking focus has definitely increased. But obviously, I think that clinical edge that we had, maybe more so when we had Gaz in charge, is, is still something to be built on, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It was a far cry from um, from Leighton Orient, wasn't it? I mean, mm. whether you agree with or Exeter, or Exeter, yeah. Whether you agree or not with the with the absolute bollocks that were spouted after that Leighton Orient game and Wickham fans singing boring, boring Wickham and God knows what else. There has been a very, very obvious attempt to make us more attacking and make us more exciting, um, whilst at the same time still remaining pretty resilient at the back. Um, I didn't think there was a lot that we could have done. I know Bloom said he was disappointed with Burton's goal. Didn't think there was huge amounts that they could have done. I think if you're being high, it's a great goal though. Yeah, it was a great I, goal. I think, if and it was being, out of nowhere as well, yeah, wasn't it? I think if you're being really, really critical, you could get a bit closer to him. But you know, I. I think it's nice that we've got a manager who, you know, is picking fault where actually, you know, perhaps others wouldn't. So, you know, fair play to him. It, it, it can't have been easy for him to have to deal with the, with the criticism and the, the stupidity after the Leighton Orient game. It would have been very, very easy for him to have got into a shell and reverted back to that comfort zone that we spoke about last week and, you know, gone five at the back and just carried on doing what he believes in. But actually, he's changed the formation. He's shaking it up. Um, he's... You know, he's made some big calls on selection. He's taken Killian Phillips out, um, and you know, gone with gone with that Vokes and Taylor, and it's worked well. And um, and you know, I think it's very very easy to criticise when results and performances are poor. There's not enough people coming out and actually recognising the fact that Bloom just has recognised what we're doing wrong. He's picked up on it. They've obviously worked hard on it in training, and we're delivering a much better product. And ultimately, as football fans, that's all we can ask for. You say that though. I I do feel that. And this this was a bit of a concern on Saturday was that I know Blooms was banned and I think the decision making in terms of substitutions was down to uh, the rest of the team and Richard Thomas and and obviously the coaches. But the fact that we only put one sub on and we put it on in like the ninety first minute was a bit concerning because we were absolutely battering down Burton's door and that kind of period, sustained period of pressure. I would have felt benefited from a fit Killian Phillips coming on and absolutely dogged going at them high press, you know, to get that second goal. And I don't know. I mean, I, I guess the decision is who do you, who do you take off when yeah, they were that's playing what I was just gonna say. where they were. Yeah. I was literally about to say the same thing. They were they were battering them. If you take it off, will it upset their momentum? Yeah, it just it, it felt like you needed a Killian Phillips type player. I mean, I know we were all calling for Kono to come on to see what he's about, but I think in that period of time it would have Not been right to bring place. on someone who was it was yeah. you know, we know would fight for the ball and literally, you know, he's fist pumping every time he's won it, that kind of thing. Um what do, I mean, the, the question is, we've actually gone from games where we were getting maybe one or two shots, not even shots on target, um, to having 20 plus shots on target per game. Well, I mean, what I, I, I can't put my finger on it, but what, what do you think's changed in that very short period of time for us to... It's literally like an on and off switch. It's not even like a gradual increase, is it? It's literally like we've just turned on a switch and all of a sudden we're having more attacking impetus and we've ever had in the 10-11 games previously. What what do you think's shaking it up a bit? I think it's the shape. We're, we're getting wider mm. further up the pitch. Um, when you're playing that, that three at the back or five at the back, whatever you want to call it. I know you like to call it a three at the back, Dan. But 
essentially is though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we're we're fitting round pegs and square holes. You know, we weren't allowing McCleary to get wide, so he was having to to play down the middle. Taylor playing as a nine, and we're punting the ball up. You know, we didn't see huge amounts of Sadlier, and then we've gone to a four at the back, and all of a sudden, you know, he looks like there's a player in there somewhere. Um, yeah, I think changing the shape, that shape fits our personnel absolutely perfectly. Um, it makes us much steadier in the middle. Um, as we've already touched on, the, the Vokes playing with a number 10 brings him into play much more. Um, and and you're having GMAC out on that right wing or left wing, if you're switching with sadly, the quality of his delivery has been much better. Um, I think we we have done exactly what we were calling for, and that's gone back to basics, get our strikers in between the post and get the ball in the box. And I think that's all you can ask for. And yet, if we're missing chances, um, as Jurgen Klopp, you know, very famously said, I'd be more worried if we weren't if we weren't missing chances, because it means we're not creating them. And you know, a time will come where where all of a sudden we spank somebody for four or five, um, and you know the the problem disappears we've all been football fans for long enough to know that you know, nobody in this division has got a right to um to be up there and to be challenging and when you look again it's probably a weaker division than last year but you look at the quality that's in there uh, you know ex-premier league teams derby portsmouth charlton um bolton reading uh, wigan red reading wigan um you know oxford are a big club there's an awful lot of big clubs in that division um who have got an awful lot more financial clout than we have. Um, and, you know, I don't think we should be looking at it and going on two seasons ago, we were knocking up around the playoffs. I think we should be looking at it saying, right, what is the best for this squad? What fits our personnel? And I think that 4 2 3 1 um, that turns into kind of more of a 4 4 2 or a 4 2 4 when we're attacking um, suits our squad really well. And I think that's the way forward. It's completely down to the tactics and the formation that Bloom has suddenly realised actually works. And it's almost as if he's not tempted to play that um, 3 or 5-3-2 or whatever it is he was he was trying to do. Uh, he's brought players in he thought who could play that, but then realised they can they can actually play 4-4-2 four, four, or 4-2-3-1 and it works. Um, and also, the other thing, reason... We're uh, doing all right at the moment because we're not playing Richard Keogh. Said it. They're good. They have said it. Yeah, it's a shame for Keogh, really, but he is 37. And it shows when he runs. Well, I think I think we've noticed it, and it's something I noticed. We'll, we'll go into West Ham shortly, but I noticed it a bit with JJ last night. It's the pace of the game is very fast, and I think when you're at this level, unfortunately, when you get to a certain age, it's harder to keep up, and that's not a slight on their football nuance and knowledge. It's not because they're obviously, they've done very, very well in the game. And at the end of the day, we're just three unfit blokes talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Talk, I don't talk, doubt his football ability. Speak for don't yourself. Speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, have you You're sorry, Adam. I shouldn't have miles or whatever it was the other day. Um, but, but um, yeah, no, I'm not doubting the football football ability when he was younger. He was a good player. He really was. Mm. Um, but it, I think it's just got to the point where teams will realise if JJ or Keo are playing, they'll put a young quick guy on against them. And it's sort of, yeah. it, it, unfortunately, yeah, play them if we 
you know, we're short, or if we just want to defend at the end, you know, if you're not going to have to do much, too much running, just stick in the box to head the ball away, fine. But I, I wouldn't play them from the start, unfortunately. But I'm, I just feel that I, I feel that Bloom wants to play Keo, especially. It's almost as if JJ and Keo are passing around Bloomfield nudes, so they have to play one of them each week. I don't like disparaging people like this, but I just don't think they're up to it anymore, unfortunately. And I think I think it touches on a good point because. Um, as Adam said, I think that the shift to a four at the back is actually has been a drastic change, which is actually it's it's unbelievable how much that actually alters our style of play and and leads to some better performances. And I think obviously having the ability to shape that up so we do have two up top on occasion when we need to and things like that, it is giving us more um, of an attacking focus. But it now leaves some questions because obviously. Bloom's built a squad, you know, we brought a lot of people in in the summer to suit the style of play that Bloom's was initially going for. So this next month is going to be very, very interesting in seeing whether there's some comings and goings as we start to kind of realise that actually this is how we need to play for that second half of the season. So, you know, it does put a lot of people up for question as to, where they slot into that. And obviously I think we saw that a bit on Saturday because Kane, Vincent Young coming in, um, coming into a wing position rather than a wing back position. Um, That's his best position. It is. And we've, we've been saying that for weeks though, haven't we? We, he's, He's good from an attacking perspective, but you know, let give him, just give him that attacking focus and leave the defending to the right back. Cause do you know what? It's been so nice as well. We haven't said anything, but, um, yet on it, but it's so nice for me. I feel having Grimmer back. He's just—he's been one of those that's been consistently decent whenever he's played. Um, really gives us—I mean, the crossing for the goal was just brilliant again. He, he adds a bit of an attacking push for us, which is which is nice to have. Um, but he's also just so good defensively. I, I wasn't too worried when we had him at the back on Saturday because it was just. It just shored everything up. It was nice. Yeah, he's the modern day right footed Chris Vinnicum. <laughs> he's like, oh, that, there's a name you pulled out. He is just Mr. Consistent, isn't he? Just everything he does, yeah. he does it well, he does it properly. He's so textbook. You know, you can tell that he loves football. You can tell that he's really in it for the for the club and he wants to do well. And he he's never going to be, um, you know, shy of that goal that he's got. Was it last season or the season before? Um, he's never going to be uh, be Cafu, but at the same time, he is an absolutely integral part of our club and our team. Um, and we're we're a worse side without him in it. Um, oh, you know, I think, yeah, you know, I'm really pleased that you. I, that I agree. I'm really pleased you picked him up because I think he's he's been an unsung hero. And I think when you look at our results when when he's been with us and not with us, um, I think you find that our win percentage with him is is higher than it is without. Um, and you know, we really missed him during that nasty injury. I'm glad he's back, and I'm mm. glad that he uh, he seems to be playing unaffected because, yeah, you know, like I say, he is he is quality. It's his attitude as well for me, yeah. and you could see that through when he was doing the co-coms and on you know from from the games and things like that. But even when he's on the pitch, the the attitudes that he demonstrates, he's a leader. He's he's exactly what you want in our he team. Genuine, he genuinely loves the club as well, doesn't he? Exactly. Exactly. He's got a weirdly you know, squeaky it's... voice, though, when he shouts, hasn't he? 
Have you noticed that? I think it's a Scottish thing. Yeah, it's going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can imagine, uh, like, if he was an extra in Braveheart or something at the Battle of Stirling, and just, uh, you'd be able <laughs> to brilliant. hear him over Mel Gibson, wouldn't you? Anyway, we digress. Let's move on to West Ham. And obviously, you know, social media absolutely blew up last night. And I think rightfully so by the fantastic... You blew up. ...by Richard Kone. Oh, what a, what a debut. You know, we didn't know what to expect from this guy. And I am... I think he's... I think the fact that we've had him training with us since the summer is very much to our benefit. But... Uh, look, let's not expect the world from him yet. I really think we can't put the pressure on Richard, but the composure for the goal, how he brought uh, even the crossing after twenty odd seconds. What do we think? Do you, I think the fact that you, what you just said is exactly right. I mean, obviously in the interview afterward, Wheels calling Rich. You know, he's already you know integrated in the team, so I don't think there was any pressure there. But in the first minute, when he takes on two people and runs down the wing with the ball, I just thought, that's a ballsy thing to do for on your debut. And he you know, managed to get the cross in for Vincent Young to head over the bar. Um, but it was just the direct running. You know what he reminded me of? And people are not going to like me for saying this. He reminded me of Uche's first spell in... He just ran at people and they didn't like it because of his size. And the finish was just, well, the finish was was of a seasoned striker. And he's only, what, 20? He's 20, isn't he? He's, 20. he's yeah. very, very, very direct. Like I, I think we need to be really, really careful, particularly with him being a striker, um, of, you know, all jumping on the train of, you know, he is our saviour. Um just take the pressure off of the lad's shoulders and let him settle in and let him enjoy being a pro footballer. Um, let the manager be patient with him. You know, I don't think we're going to see him start in 10, 15 EFL games on the on the trot anytime soon. If he starts one or two and plays well, then great. But I think we've got to trust him with, with Sam Grace and, and Blooms um, to, you know, ease him in gently. Um, what we can say... And what we can talk about is what we've seen, which ultimately is only one game. You know, we've seen a lot of goals that he scored in the Essex Senior League. And if he's anywhere near as good as the last player who we plucked out of uh, of that league, it'll be a great signing. But um, but look, let, let's not get carried away. He's a young lad. He's got a great story. I'm really happy that he's here and that we've, um, you know, we've worked really hard to get the deal done. But let's take the pressure off of his shoulders. You know, if he goes on and he scores... Six or eight goals this season. Um, in my mind, that's an absolutely fantastic return. But if he if he only scores two or three, then then fine. You know he'll get his head down and he'll work hard. And, you know he'll come in next season and he'll be an asset to us next season. But yeah, I can't speak highly enough of his performance last night. <clears throat> um, he doesn't look big, does he? Like when you look at like Uche or or any of them, they look kind of big built and they look cumbersome. But he he looks like he's going to be a a quick wiry little striker and then all of a sudden you know he's got pace but he's also got that strength as well he's he's built perfectly for that division and that's one of the things we spoke about this with Brecken didn't we a couple of weeks ago that's one of the things that coming out of that level <clears throat> coming out of that league will give you is that he's used to getting kicked he's used to playing against old fat blokes um and he's not going to be worried about it whereas if you're dropping down from the Premier League you're used to playing against other young footballers so 
yeah, look, he, he looked really good last night. Fair play to him. Took his goal really well. I thought he... I thought he'd got his feet in a tangle and uh, and cocked it up at one stage, but he recovered from it really well, put the ball in the net, could have had another one or two as well, um, and a great debut. But but please God, let's just let's just give him time to develop as a person and as a footballer, and to settle down into what's been probably a really weird and a really rocky last few months, not knowing whether or not he was going to sign, whether he was going to be able to sign. Let's just let him settle in and give him some time. I don't want everybody on the on the Richard Kone party bus and on the manager's back if he doesn't start on Saturday because I think that just puts pressure on everybody which isn't needed. I'd like to put a bit of a disclaimer in for this podcast that we don't think the Essex Senior League is just full of old fat blokes um, and that there is actually <laughs> some good talent out there. So let, let's just put that out there. The county leagues are yeah. absolutely phenomenal and swimming with non-league talent. Yeah, but there's probably more old fat blokes than there is in League One. There's gonna be old, older fat bloke, older fatter blokes than League One, absolutely. But there is a good bit of talent in there as well. Let's just let's just be honest with that. And but you know, and and that that point in itself, though, the fact that we are going into non-league, finding this level of talent, and saying let's give them a go. You know, obviously doing our research, the fact that this has been two years in the making, um. Obviously, to pull off a, te- a debut like that against you know West Ham and no mugs that 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 is a very good side and and as Adams mentioned in the you know in the chat as we've been talking about it, um, this is a West Ham side where players have been playing in their Europa League campaign. Um, they're near and near around the first team now and again of a prim- of a Premier League team that isn't doing too badly. So, you know they aren't any mugs that they're, they're, they're unbeaten in however long and until last night yeah one of them came on for the first one of them came on for the first team on sunday in the fa cup against bristol city yeah, and that's I know why they lost and they were just tired yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i know that they play you know younger players against so-called lesser opposition in the cup but i think it like you say it does just show the quality of the opposition the fact that they are in and around that that first team and we've all seen how good freddie potts is um you know, if you've got four or five others who are all in and around their Europa League squad, um, that's four or five others who are the, who have got the ability of Freddie Potts, and I think that that says a lot about the quality we were playing against last night, which gives me even more confidence that Kone has got the ability to play at this level. Um, but I just think that the the lad doesn't need any more pressure. But I did have a look at last night as well, and our average age was twenty six last night. Obviously, you know you've got. You've got players like JJ propping up that age a little bit more. But actually, this is a good advert to demonstrate that Wickham is a very good place to nurture young talent and yeah. develop it in the right way. Because if you look at Freddie Potts, if you look at Dale Taylor, if you look at you know all the players that are coming to us from our Premier League side, but then they're also coming to us from non-league. I thought Declan Scorer had a fantastic game last night. He looked like he could slot into that defensive back line yeah, really without like trouble him. and I really like I really him. hope he starts playing on the bench uh, starts from the bench a bit more because I think he adds another dimension to us where I think he'll learn quickly in league 1 and and has shown the willing there um you know obviously Kone fantastic example we've had Anis in the past Chris Farino is just a staple in the first team now pretty much you know if is fighting for Joe Lowe who has also come from a you know a higher league side so you know, we're fast becoming a decent place for young players to develop and play well and do well. 
and grow their careers. And I think that's that's why I'm not so worried about Richard Kone as much is because he's already shown us in some respects after that performance last night a bit of what he's capable of. We need to not jump on his back and expect the world from him because we will end up as fans eating him alive if and and obviously you know league league football pressures compared to non-league pressures are two very different things um but he's in the right place and i think that's that's the most reassuring thing from it i think i just want to see him uh playing against a seasoned league one defense just just before i you know jump on the old you know southern bandwagon i believe he's got the talent to do to uh, be successful against them but we got there's some very very good defenders in league one uh that will be better than in west Ham under 21s and we just got to remember that oh yeah absolutely i don't completely agree but what i think what he does add um from the looks is he plays in a different way to how our other strikers play so he gives us another dimension which is whether that's useful off the bench whether that's useful for starting the game and knackering the players out and then bringing on a uh, you know a seasoned player like Vokes who's just going to absolutely tear him a new one as soon as he comes on um I don't know you've got we've got we've got more option now which is good and obviously we're, we're looking for a couple more to strengthen in in the January window as well so it only bodes well for us going forward really I don't actually expect him to start on Saturday just saying that I think I think I think we're going to put him back on the bench and I think he'll play Vokes, Vokes up front again yeah I do uh, and to be fair, to. last Saturday he he merits it after last Saturday. Yeah, I thought it was one of his best better games for us this season. You cannot take Vokes out on the way that he's playing at the moment. When he's like this, you know he's going to get a goal a game if he starts pretty much at this at this point in time, more or less. I back him to get another one on Saturday. I just he he's that way inclined at the moment. His confidence is obviously growing again per game. Not that you need a ex Premier League striker's confidence to go up, but I think it does matter when you're playing up front, doesn't it? It, it you know the the goal of the back of the net comes much easier to you when when you're full of beans so or welsh beans in Vokes's way but yeah so hero of the match for burton and hero for the match for west ham please guys i think we've just said it for me for burton sam Vokes. and for west ham west ham i'm going to go for um i'm not actually sure you know there was quite a lot of good performances there was um Come back to me on that. We'll get to Adam. The risk of being boring. I think Vokes was outstanding on Saturday. Um, looked every bit the player that he, he was in that first season that he came to us. Um, so I'm going to go Vokes for Saturday. Um, yeah, last night, the obvious one is Kone. Um, I think, you know, debut, he stretched the game. I think he gave us a dimension, like you just said, Dan, that we haven't had, particularly against younger players, having that pace. Um, and the confidence and the ability to run at people. I thought, um, again, as you said, Declan Skura was was fantastic. Christy um, Ward as well. I was just about to say, Christy had a really tidy game. I don't think he'd done anything outstanding. Um, but again, really, really tidy performance. Confident mm. on the ball. Good passer of the ball. Um, you know, Rabazzelli made a couple of good saves, but had a couple of flaps as well. Um, but I should think, have done better for the goal as well. Yeah, he should yeah. have done, yeah. That's why I didn't put him in. 100%. But yeah, I think um, all things considered, um, I think it's got to be Kone. It's either Kone or another one I thought had a good game, especially in the fast start we made, was uh, Killian Phillips. And he, you know, he caused, caused hell for the actual goal that they eventually scored for us. So 
you know, he had a good game, but I, I think you're probably going to have to go Cody as peer of the match just because he played quite a long time as well. You know, he, he did just like score his goal and then get subbed off. You know, right. he ca- carried on going and he, and he kept going all the way through it as well. It wasn't like a, you know, all he did was score the goal. It was, you know, a constant effort. That was my worry was that he would be blown out of his ass after 60 minutes and have to be subbed, but he he didn't look like I that. I think he was blowing a bit. I think there's obviously once he gets up to because he's non-league match sharp at the moment. There's I think there's a yeah. difference between non-league match sharp and league match sharp. And I think once he's league match sharp, I think there's a there's reason to be a bit more excited. He gives me Sergio Torres slash Jermaine McSporran vibes. <laughs> well, that's fit. a mix. Oh, do, do you know what though? There was a, there was always there's a bit of excitement when those players came on because it, it was. was they came from non-league. They took it by storm. Jermaine McSporran remains, even though he's continuously injured, remains one of my favourite players of all time for Wickham, just yeah. because of how excited he was when he played. I, I love the bloke. If I see him now, I'd give him a big hug, because that's how much he made my childhood. Oh, as much like that with Sergio. I mean, I'm, me and Adam went up to Grinsby on a Tuesday night and saw him. Uh, he either scored it or attempted a Rabona shot. Like, almost on the line, it almost went in. Uh, or it I can't exactly remember, but that just like made the trip worth it. Going, he was so enthusiastic. He was basically Luke O'Neill with more attacking talent. That's, what, that's, what, that's how I see it. If we'd have won that game 11-0, it would not have made it worth it. I have never, ever, ever <laughs> been for a less enjoyable away match in my life. And in that torrential rain, we had to drive home at 25 And your windscreen wipers didn't work. Windscreen wipers stopped working. It was the yeah, worst was away game life <laughs> but, but yeah you're try. right you did attempt to try living near Grimsby that's that's all <laughs> I have to say to you <laughs> so yeah I'm going to join you both on that one Vokes does I can't uh, it'd be for me if it was anything it'd be between Vokes and Wheeler but I feel a lot of them had a good game on Saturday we really should have yeah. won but Vokes's goal was just absolutely outstanding um I know Damo is one foot on the Kone bus cautiously kind of putting his foot on the seat on the step to kind of get on the bus one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com it's the 90th minute all your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points at the death. Who doesn't love a last minute winner? Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But I am fully on the Coney bus. I'm excited with the potential that he's got. You're driving I don't it. Want to- I am driving it. I don't want to put the pressure on him because I think there's a special player in there, but he just adds another something that we don't know. That, the goal that he scored and the, the way that he scored it, that is not, it's not a Wickham goal, if that makes sense. We, we, that's not how we usually score goals. So I'm excited to kind of see what, what goes on from there. So let's see how it goes. But yes, Kone for me. Right, so what we're going to do now very very quickly is because we are pretty much halfway through the season i guess exeter away was technically 
are halfway through the season, but because we've had a few games cancelled with Cheltenham and we haven't even played Cheltenham yet this season, we're pretty much halfway. So what we've done as a three of us is we have given players score out of 10 and we are going to do a quick fire very quickly we're going to shout out the players names we'll give a 20 second review of how we feel the season's gone and a score at the end and then we'll move on um so if any of you listening to this want to give your thoughts and some scores as well on the back of it when we post this live please put them on social media we'd love to see them so We'll start off with the goalie. So we'll start off with Big Max. How do we feel? We'll go Adam, Damo, then myself, if that's okay. I'm going to go a little bit more positive than we were six or eight weeks ago. Still not the Max that we've seen last year, but still, for me, the one who should hold a number one shirt. And I'm going to go with a solid, but not too exciting seven. I'm uh, echoing your statements. I think he, but I do think he's st- starting to grow in confidence after he had a bit of a crisis after the Barnsley game. Um, I'm going. For, I'm, I'm also putting a seven for him. See, I love that you two have gone for the Championship Manager '96, '97 style out of ten. See, I've gone Football Manager style here, and I've got I've got a decimal point in there. So I've pretty <laughs> much gone for similar. I've gone for a six point nine. I think he's been solid this season. I think. Bar the few games where he had a bit of a loose few games and we were kind of questioning. But to be honest with you, since he's, since the new year especially, he's just come back in and he, he he's our number one keeper, isn't he? He's just, he, he's, he, he is reliable when he's confident and in form. So long may that continue. Let's go with Franco Rovazzoli. Um Yeah, it's been a... Been a good signing as a backup goalkeeper. He's proved that he's got the ability to come in and not only keep clean sheets, but make good saves as well. Seems to be a nice personality, understands his role within the squad um, and fits into to the Wickham way. Um, like him, think that he's done okay so far. Um, had a couple of little flaps last night, but if we're using decimal points, Dan, I'm going to give him a 6.5. <laughs> Use what you want, mate. I'm not. I'm not usually decimal point. I had him, uh, unbelievably, as an eight um, up until last night, and it's knocked him down point for me because he's had a couple of flaps and also the goal just sort of rolled over his hand. I don't quite understand how that happened, but I've got him as a seven. Cool. I've got him as a six point five, only because I think you know in the cup games he's been solid, but obviously we've only tested him once in League One format, so. You know, I think there's a, a very, very solid backup keeper there. I'm happy that we've got him here. Um, but obviously, you know, Max Max has been our keeper so far. So, yes, I've gone from 6.5. So now we go into defence and we start off with a Jack Grimmer. As we said earlier, Mr. Consistent. Um, nothing but positive words to say about him. Um, I think he is the absolute epitome of what a Wickham Wanderers player should be and what Wickham Wanderers stand for. Um, really missed him when he was out injured. Um, can only judge him on the games that we've seen him and not the games that he was uh, he was away for. Um, and with that in mind, I'm going to go for an eight out of ten. Um, I'm going to I'm going to end up with splinters on my uh, on my arse because I'm sitting on the fence with Jack Grimmer simply because I think he's brilliant, but I'm just worried that he's going to become one of those injury prone players. Um, we we miss him when he's not there. 
So um, I'm going for a seven again. I was gutted when he got injured earlier on in the season because it wasn't a nice injury either. I um, think he is just such a solid choice in the back for us. Defensively reliable, thankfully. Um, I've given him a 7.4. Then we go on to Joe Jacobson. hate being the first one to do this for JJ. He's a club legend. He's the nicest bloke you could ever wish to meet. Like Jack, he is Mr. Wickham Wanderers. Everything that he says and does is with the club at heart. Um, unfortunately for me, performances just haven't quite been there this year. Uh, it makes me wonder if it wasn't his testimonial year, whether or not he would have had his contract renewed. I think he's a positive head to have around the changing room. Um, but as far as his performances are concerned, um, I'm going with the six. I see you've been generous compared to what I'm going to give him. Um, I think just think he's been found out a little bit now, obviously, with his age but like you say he's a club legend and that's the only reason I've gone higher than well I've gone as high as a four simply because I just think his performances merit merit that this season because he it's not his fault it's his it's because he's been found out because of his age that's all it is yeah I think it's it is a shame in that respect um I still think the footballing brain's there and I think he's such a good influence to have around the changing room I went with a 6.1 um not as harsh as yourself Damo there but uh no, just judging on the pitch, not off the pitch. I'd probably give him an eight. <laughs> I think we we will, but, but yeah, no, he's he, he's obviously he's just one of those older players, and I think for de- defensive options, we we've got a decent kind of choice now at the moment. Big Chris Farino. Uh, haven't seen much of him, uh, and what we have seen, I don't think has been as good as last season. I don't think he's kicked on as much as uh, as much as I was expecting. A lot of that is probably linked to the injury that he had at the beginning of the season and the, the transfer for Saga, the willy won't he that went right up to uh, to deadline day. Um, he hasn't been disastrous. He hasn't had any howlers, um, but not huge amounts of match, match practice. I think from him, Tafazoli and Joe Lowe, he's probably been the most disappointing. Um, and for him, I'm going for a 6.5. I pretty much echo those sentiments. I, I think the transfer Saga messed him up in the head for the first five games of the season um and i'm going for a six wow um see i i feel chris farino merits a 6.8 for me i feel like when he's come in he's shown you know that he's he's just he's reliable at the back i i, I really like him I, I still think he's you know kicking on very nicely um but obviously it's interesting this season now he's got a bit more competition in obviously taff Joe Lowe, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I've given him a 6.8. So now we go on to Taff. Um, I still maintain that had he not had such a horrendous injury record throughout his whole career that he would have played in the Premier League, uh, when he is fit and firing, he is an absolute Rolls-Royce of a centre-back, and I think he's one of the best at this level. Um, like I said, um, with the uh, with Grimmer, uh, I'm just going to judge him on his performances in the games that he's played and not the ones that he hasn't been able to play. Um, and I'm going with a seven. I'm fully on the Taft bandwagon. I think he's class when he's playing. Um, unfortunately, he's made a paper, but uh, I, ju- I just think his performance on the pitch merit eight for me. Oh, 7.2 for me. I think it's been solid. Um, obviously, injuries do let him down a bit. Uh, but when his head's at it, 
he's he's brilliant and he's that steady steady player we need at the back. So yeah, seven point two. Luke Leahy, we've put him in the defensive bit, but he plays all over. For me, this is signing of the season at any level. Um he is absolutely crucial and pivotal to everything that this club that this squad does. Um he's a fantastic leader, great ability, good on the ball. Um, set pieces to die for. Um, on top of that, he's an absolutely top bloke. I'm so glad that he recovered from that horrendous injury so quickly and so well. Um, I am giving Luke Leahy a nine. Couldn't agree more. Um, arguably player of the season. There's one or two others who might pop into the conversation, but I'm giving you a nine as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd leave my wife and kids for this bloke. Definitely a nine. That's all i got to say. He's just phenomenal. Really, really happy we've signed him. And I'm glad he's here for a few years. <laughs> I'm not really, I, I don't have anything more to add to that. He's just brilliant. Harry Boys. Uh, I think he had a rocky start. He, he, he got torn a new one against Exeter um, and struggled against Lincoln as well. Uh, I think he found his feet after that. Uh, he's definitely better as a, as a wing back than he is as a left back. Um, delivery into the box is good. Unfortunately, when his delivery has been good, the strikers haven't. Since he's not been playing, the strikers have been brilliant and we haven't had his delivery into the box. But um, solid, not magnificent, but solid. A good fullback at this level. Um, and I think for his age, um, lots of lots of potential. Um, and I'm going with a, with a 6.5, I think. I was going to go with a 6, but Adam's just pointed out a couple of things that made me think... Um... Again, so I actually agree. And I'm going to delve into the uh, the world of the decimal point and go 6.5 as well. I've actually gone for a 7. I quite liked Harry Boys and I liked what he added for for the team. I know um, there are a few that weren't keen on him, but I, I think he's he, he added um, a solid selection to our left wing back when we were trying out the 5. And I think it was, it was good to have him. You know, the days he was on it, he was really good. Quick thing, is he still with us? I don't believe he is because he's not injured and he's not on the bench. He's not even on the bench, mm. so I don't know. If you're not, Harry, thank you very much for your service. It's been good to have you. Um, Mr. Richard Keogh. Um, This is a really hard one because I cannot criticise him as a human being at all. Um, one of the nicest blokes you'll ever wish to meet. Um, he's played at the top level, still very, very down to earth. Always makes a fuss of Lockie. Always shakes your hand, says hello. You know, got loads of time for him. Um, and I think actually with his ability, I think he's a very, very capable defender. His body just doesn't work anymore. Um, he can't move. Um, and for me, playing at this level, particularly when you've got young forwards or young young wingers running at him, he gets really, really exposed. Um, I felt a little bit sorry for him because he had a goal taken off of him by Gareth McCleary at Northampton. Um, so I've given him... I've. I've given him a last-minute 0.5 raise because of that, um, but I'm going for 4.5. See, uh, I'm much the same. I've spoken to him a couple of times outside the ground. He's a top bloke, um, but like you say, it doesn't doesn't work anymore. And also, if if I see another one of his passes, he loves to pass the ball when the player is on top of him. I don't know what it is. He waits until they get to him and then passes the ball. It scares the hell out of me. I'm giving you a 3.8. On the pitch, off the pitch again, eight. 
Yeah, no, I know. I've I've gone with a five, um, just because I don't want to feel like I'm too harsh or anything. But that, with with Keo, I think look, you know, he's not he's not at League One standard uh, in terms of his pace or anything like that. And I think obviously there's so many young strikers and pacey strikers in League One that he just he'll get found out very quickly. So very similar to JJ, unfortunately, I just think. His influence around the the dressing room is more the most important thing for me. His influence on Joe Lowe is incredibly important. Who we then go on to, Joe Lowe. So, yes. Joe Lowe, for me, um, has been a really good addition to the squad. Uh, When he first came in, you know, very, very young, highly thought of by Wales, not so highly thought of by uh, Bristol City fans. Um, didn't really know what to expect. Didn't think we'd see a lot of him, if I'm honest. I thought he was probably going to be one for the um, for the B team. Um, but he's come in. Um, and for me, I, I've seen some criticism of him recently, but I don't understand it. For me, he's been absolutely outstanding. Um, he is a younger version of Taff. Um, he's not lightning quick, but he's got pace to handle most forwards that he comes up against. Distribution is excellent. Um, he can he can nick a goal at the other end as well. Um, in desperate times, I am giving um, Joe Lowe an eight. All the above, plus the fact that he also has the ability to uh, run the ball out from the back. We've seen him make a couple of runs up towards the box. Um, I'm giving him an eight as well. I think he's been one of the success stories of the year so far. The fact that he couldn't break into Walsall squad or do well at Walsall squad last year and is literally doing very well in the League One side now, I think uh, speaks volumes about his character. His willingness to learn is absolutely fantastic. Um, and I think he's a very solid addition to a back line. I, I'm very confident and I feel very happy when I see him in the back line. So I'm giving him an 8.1. Um, I would go on uh, Jason McCarthy, but I think because he's been injured pretty much all season, I don't think we can we can give him a grade at all. So, uh, Jasper Pattenden. Uh, for me, definitely the most improved of the squad. Looks really comfortable in multiple positions. I do ask the question if everybody's fit, is he getting in ahead of uh, ahead of the number ones? Um, the answer is probably no, but I still think he's a great guy to have around a changing room. He's young, still got lots to learn. Um, and I'm going for a for a very, very solid and respectable seven. I love the fact that he shows that hard work uh, pays off and he's got his chance in the first team and he took it before he got injured and I think he deserves a seven. Yeah, I've gone 7.3 in between both. Well, I think just a little bit above you, Adam. I don't know. I can't remember your score just now, even though it was 20 seconds ago. Um, I think he's been brilliant. I just, I think he... When he's coming to the squad, he's had his own. I think he provides another option to us, and I, I really hope he kicks on. I just, I'm, I'm excited to see more of him. Really, so it's, it's hard when we've got more depth than we have, but you know, um, I think he's, he's a good option to have. Um, I've added Declan Scorer in there uh, just because obviously we've seen him a few times in the, uh, the BDSM Cup. Yeah, like him, lots of potential. Don't think we've seen enough of him to really give him um, a score that's very, very high. But I think he's certainly one for the future. Um, looking forward to seeing what he has to offer uh, going forward. And I'm going to go with a six. Much the same. I haven't seen him as much as I probably like to have done. Um, but so yeah, I can't. But I can't fault him. But 
like Adam, so I'm going to go for a six as well. I think he's been solid when he's played. Obviously, I would like to see him more in a League One setting, so I've gone 6.2. And that's not a reflection on his performances, the when he's played. I think he's played very well when he's played. It's just we don't know what he's like against our usual opposition, as it were. Um, Kane Vincent Young. Um, like him. think he offers a lot going forward. Still question marks over his defensive ability and where he fits in the squad. Um, if we do play with a four, um, but again, good positive influence on the squad. Um, and sit, sit, seems like a really, really sound bloke. Um, I am going to go with a solid seven. Uh, going forward, I'm going to give, I would give him a 7.4. Going defensively, I would give him a four. Because I just think he's not his position. He's a winger, an attacking winger. Play him, play him going forward. He definitely gets a seven point four for me. I'm going six point five. I think he's been solid. Um, he's been okay. I just, as you say, I think we need to play him further up the field. He's come on attacking, very good. I thought he was good against Derby. I did something different. Um, I just think we need to look at where we play him going forward. Definitely. Uh Josh Scowen. Josh Scowen uh, is. Josh Gowan, what more can you say about him? Um, he does the absolute filth that nobody else wants to do absolutely brilliantly. Um, he's, he's passionate. He never gives up. Um, and again, you know, all, all throughout that that torrid run that we had, he, he, he was always positive. He was always smiling. He was always trying to be a leader. Lots and lots of respect for that. Um, I'm going to give him an eight. See, I fully on the Josh Gowan bandwagon. Um, he, I just think he is the, the best midfielder in the league for me. Uh, uh, the only reason he loses half a mark is because of his Jackie Chan moment the other week. Um, so I'm giving him nine and a half. Yeah, I'm going uh, 8.6. And it's purely because he is just reliable. He's just that shores everything up in the middle of the park. Uh, links attacking and defence up nicely, defence and attack even up very nicely. Um, we just need to keep him for the rest of his career now. Hope he stays. David Wheeler. Uh, can't speak highly enough of him as a person. Um, on the field, you know, we've all said how brilliant it is that he's the he's a Swiss Army knife. He can do anything. I think sometimes that works to his detriment, you know, when he's played as a nine and he hasn't needed to. Um He's perhaps not had his best performances, but as far as effort's concerned, as far as passion's concerned, as far as putting the team first is concerned, um, he's up there with the very, very best that we've got. With that in mind, I'm giving him an eight. I would go go along with most of that. Um, I just think he's, he's solid and he's reliable, and he can, like you say, he can, he can be put anywhere. I would give him a 7.5. Uh, just because he hasn't had as many opportunities as... as some others this season, that's all. I've gone 7.8 and I can't believe he's actually turning 34 this year. I just think he's so dependable. He's just wherever we need him. The way he filled in on Saturday was just brilliant. He's just been one of those where he just does the job and he cracks on. And that's exactly the kind of guy that you want in our side. So brilliant. Freddie Potts. Declan who? Um, that, that that's all I can say. How on earth have we managed to get this kid on loan? Um, he is the most naturally gifted footballer I have ever seen in a Wickham shirt. Um, I genuinely believe that. Um, 
I think he's got bags of ability. He's got an engine that can run all day. Um, his passing ability and his passing range is absolutely outstanding. At the age of 19 or whatever he is, he's got this ridiculous ability to be able to sniff out danger and play in that defensive midfield position. Um, I I ge- genuinely, genuinely think this guy's going to play at the very, very, very top level. Um, I'm going for a 10. Um, yeah, 10 out of 10. I, I'm not, I wouldn't give him a 10, but uh, he's been outstanding for us this season. And we clearly noticed whilst he was away, we we missed something in the middle. When since he's come back, he's just he's just that you know bright spark in the middle. I'm going to give him a, a nine. Yeah, I think same with Luke Lee. He's for me, he's been like the signing. He's just he's just been unreal. Um, completely dominates the midfield, and I think that's the most important thing. You know, we were worried about where our creative nuance would come from when we got rid of Lewis Wing. Well, I didn't say got rid of because that's probably the wrong one. When Lewis Wing left at the end of last season, um, yeah, he's just absolutely fantastic. So I would give him a nine. Um, Killian Phillips. I thought he had a slow start, really grown into that position. Um, I think he's the most passionate lone player that we've ever had. Thought he dealt with the issues that came up um, in November very, very maturely. Top pro, top guy, really, really, really good, solid footballer. Don't know that I think highly enough of him to say that he'll go right to the very top. I think he's got a career in sort of championship, lower in Premier League, certainly. Um, got got all the attributes to be a very, very good footballer. Um, just because he had a slow start, I've knocked a bit off, but I'm going to go with a 7.5. Like you say, his passion is undoubtable. Just, just his celebrations for us, just getting the penalty before he even scored them over at Oxford was just spectacular to see. Um, I think he's been a breath of fresh air in, in some games. Some other games he's been played in positions which don't, don't suit him. Um, I would actually give him a 7. Yeah, I've given him a 7.6. I really like him. I love his passion. He's exactly everything we want as a Wiccan player. So, perfect. Um, yeah, I definitely think he's up there. A lot of people don't seem to like him as much, though, which is a shame. But I do. I think he's brilliant. Um, Christy Ward. Uh, I think really highly of this kid. I think he's got a lot of ability. He's, again, another real rough diamond, I think. We've we found him from from the lower echelons of, uh, of non-league football. Um, he's come in. And in every game that he's played, he showed little glimpses of how good I think he can be. Um he probably hasn't played enough. Um, but with that in mind, I think I'm going to go with a six. I can't honestly say I've seen enough of him personally, um, but I can't criticise from what I've heard and read about him, so I'll give him a six as well. Um, yeah, I, I think he's you know he's looked good when he's come on. I think he'll be, in time, very good for us off the bench. Um, adds a bit of a different dimension, hopefully. Uh, to us as he develops, so I've given him a 6.4. Uh, Mr. Samuel Michael Vokes. Um, started okay, had a real rough patch. Then he's come back from his injury like a different player. Um, I think he's a he's a game changer. He's He is the one who everybody looks to when the chips are down. 
Um, if we're going on the last two games, it's probably an eight or a nine, but we're going on the on the first half of the season. And I think for that reason, for me, he's a seven. Couldn't agree more. Um, like you say, last couple of games, outstanding. But for the season, so, season as a whole, so far, seven. I've gone seven as well. Look at us. All matching up. <laughs> yeah, it, look, he's, when he's on form, he's absolutely unstoppable. But obviously, it's that consistency. So um, it's been a bit of a hard one for him. Obviously, the hamstring didn't help. Uh, but look, you know, he's, he's, he's that experienced player we need at the top of the field. So I've given him a seven. Um, GMAC. GMAC, um, again, a bit like Vokes. He's been a bit in and out of form. I think when he's playing in that wide right, um, or switch in with whoever's playing left and playing right out wide as a proper winger, taking people on and putting the ball in. He's very, very good. When he's playing more centrally, I think we lose him a bit. Um, I know we're short of time, so I'll stop rambling. I'm going to give him a seven. GMAC is, for me, still um, exceeding his years, as it were, and, and he's still frightens defenders in this league. I'm going to give him a 7.5. I've gone for about the same, 7.3, and just purely for the reason is when he's when he's pay he's still pacey at 36 i mean you know he's still showing his quality at this age i think it's brilliant so long may that continue when he's in the squad he was you know he's great on saturday i think you know when he's on his day him and vokes up top it just it's brilliant it's exactly what we want so um he hasn't scored as many goals this season though which which is a bit of a shame because usually he gets a he gets a good few and he's very reliable on that point but yeah that's why I've gone with that. Um, Brandon Hanlon up until his injury. Uh, for me, he was showing some of his best form in a Wickham shirt before he got injured. Um, a real shame to have him missing. I think it's really, really flagged up um, how much we missed him in the in the formation that we were playing. His ability to run in behind and his strength, as we saw at Oxford, is is outstanding. Top guy as well. Um, re- really, really sorry for the fact that he got injured. Um, and best of luck and speedy recovery. I'm going to go with an eight. Couldn't agree more. He was uh, he was showing some really good stuff, and it was such a horrible injury. Looking forward to seeing him again next season. Eight. I've gone with a seven point two, and it's purely because. Again, you know, it's it's a shame. I think at the beginning of the season, I, I don't think it's his fault, but we didn't play him in the right position for Brandon and we didn't give him the ball in the right way. Um, I think if he had an end product and put the ball, you know, put the ball in the back of the better net a bit more, he'd be further up the leagues than he is now. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's a dependable person and I, I'm looking forward to seeing him back next season. Dale Taylor. Uh, one of the most frustrating players to watch when he plays as a nine, as we touched on when he's playing as a 10, I think that's probably his sweet spot. Um, again, without rambling too much, I'm going to go with a 6.5, but excited to see what he can give us in this new formation. I agree. I think he needs that caveat of someone with him, especially someone like Vokes who can, um, raise his game a little bit. Um, I would give him a 6.2 because I've been a little bit too frustrated. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, 6.7, I think, uh, considering the job that he's had to do, you know, that game against Fleetwood, he was very, very good. I think we put him in the right places. Um, I'm excited to see him in this new role. I think he's made a difference over the last couple of games. So, yeah, that's why I've, I've given him that. Um, Kieran Sadlier, Adam, will hide behind the uh, sofa for this one. I've got no um, 
no shame in saying that I really wasn't impressed when he first signed. Um, however, he's growing on me um, like a mould. Uh, <laughs> but look, there's no denying um, that in the last four or five games, his, he's really brought something to us that we didn't have before, a bit of trickery, a bit of speed, a bit of directness. Uh, still think that there's that element of frustration with the end product, um, as I touched on last week. Um, but again, you know, if that's how much he's improved in the last four or five games, then uh, then I'm excited to see what the future holds for him. Um, I'm going with a six. Uh, I was excited when he signed. I was a little bit disappointed uh, with his early form. But just recently, I think he's been a really important part of the team. I'm going to give him a 7.2. I've gone 6.8. And I think purely because he needed to get up to much sharpness. Since he's been up to much sharpness, I've been really happy with him. And I think he had a nice pacey dimension to us on the wings um so i'm quite happy with that uh tj debar again frustrating love tj to bits um just hasn't played enough um you know i would really genuinely believe that it would have made a difference at some point in that really bad slump of form that we had uh really unfortunate that he's got injured towards the tail end of it and over the christmas period because he probably would have been uh been shoved out there and given some minutes um with all that in mind i don't think it would be fair on, on any of the other gradients to go above the 6.5 unfortunately yeah i mean I, i'd love tj to have been a, a regular starter um i think he i think he's been unfortunate in the games he's had to play when we haven't exactly you know uh, done much for for him you know not really played to his strengths i know he makes a hell of a lot of effort when he does play um but he just cuts a frustrated figure for me at times I'm going to give him a 5.5. I've gone with a 6, and unfortunately he's not played enough. But to be honest with you, um, you look at the other options that we do have, I think I, I think alone would benefit him very nicely. I think alone would benefit him very nicely. Get him, get him some minutes, um, see where he goes from there. And finally, Lyle Taylor. I've made it very, very clear what I think of him. Um I, I just think it was a massive own goal bringing somebody like that in. Never um, n- never before have we brought a player in who hasn't played for 18 months, especially a player at that end of the pitch. Um, no match sharpness. Seems to get frustrated very easily. The petulant arms flapping out and dummies spitting out happens more often than actually getting his head down and getting in the box and trying to score goals. Um, seems like a really nice fella off the pitch. Um, but uh, a very, very frustrating watch um, and not an experience that I'm hoping is going to be prolonged for uh, for too much longer. Um, I'm going with a four. I would have loved to have seen the Lyle Taylor that played against us a few times and played and done so well in the uh, leagues, but we never got that, unfortunately. Um, like Adam says, you know, getting a player in who hasn't played for that long is, is, is always a gamble. It didn't pay off. I'm going to give him a four as well. I've gone with a five. I just it, there was promise, you know. He, if he showed exactly what he did when he was younger, um, coming out of a forest, decent forest squad, that kind of thing. I just it's such a shame. I don't think he ever got up to much sharpness. Um, showed potentially bits of what he was capable of at Derby, but apart from that, nothing really. And it's it's a shame because um, it could have been better. But no, um, we haven't 
obviously done Richard Coney because he's only had one game, so we can't really score him. So we will leave it there. So thank you very much, guys. Very much appreciated. And as I say, if anyone would like to give their scores, um, please do so on social media. Um, right. So we go on to Lincoln on Saturday. Um, obviously, Lincoln coming out of a bit of indifferent form, a bit like us. They haven't really won in December. Um but I think they've been plagued by injuries and things like that by all accounts. Um, they've brought in Freddie Draper back on loan. He he was on loan at Walsall and has seemed to have tear, torn up League Two a bit. So he's come back um, and is providing another striking attack option alongside Joe Taylor, who's been at Cole U and considering Cole U's performances this season has actually scored a bundle of goals as well. So we are now playing a Lincoln City that has a few goals behind it compared to where they were before obviously they beat us 3-0 at Central Bank in the second game of the season which I went to and wasn't very fun to watch um what do we think guys yeah I was at Central Bank as well um yeah. I'm just hoping that that the two that they've brought back take a bit of time to settle in um there's nothing that I've seen in the last two or three games that makes me think that it's going to be a horrifically difficult game it's one of those games that historically we haven't done amazingly well in, um, but I like the way, the direction that we're going in. Um, I like the fact that that Coney's got got the ability to add a little bit of a different dimension. I think it will probably be off the bench to start off with. Um, be tough again without Josh because they're going to be very very physical in the centre of the park like they were up there. Um, but I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go with a narrow Wickham win, maybe one nil. We've had a habit this season of picking up teams who've had a bit of a poor run recently and giving them something to cheer about. Um, But I generally see a bit of an upturn in form for us. And I think the X Factor might be Richard Coney off the bench, but obviously give the players who played so well at Burton a chance first. I just and. Put David Wheeler in there for Josh because uh, I think he can be physical as well. I'm quite happy with uh, going with actually a win. I'm going to say 2 1. That's good because you predicted a draw last weekend for Burton and we drew. I did. So the fact that I you did. picked a win now means we're going to win. So thank you very much, Mystic Demo. Um, <laughs> I think we've got to keep exactly what we went for for that second half Burton. I think if we maintain that, I think we should be and we maintain that level of performance, I think we should be hopefully home and dry on that one. Um, Lincoln haven't exactly inspired form, which is a bit odd considering the two sides that beat us 3-0 at the beginning of the season went on to have very, very indifferent form. Um, So uh, I think they'll probably see Freddie Draper and Joe Taylor start. I think Joe Taylor not having enough time with the squad might help us a little bit. Uh, Freddie Draper, I don't know too much about in terms of how long he's been spending with Lincoln. So he's only just come back. So you never know. Um, but they don't have too much attacking focus at the, at the top. Um, obviously, I'm nearby, so I do get rumblings from them. And I know they're not too happy with how their manager is treating things at the moment. So there's a bit of discontent there. So I'm hoping that we kind of pick up on that and... We seem to have a good record against Lincoln, despite the fact we've lost, uh, since Matty's been in charge anyway, we've lost both those games. So we'll see. But I'm going to go with a 5-3, as I always do, because it's going to happen one day. One and day, one day point, it will. 
And when it does, I'll all point and laugh and I'll say... And we'll raise you on our shoulders when it happens. Can't wait for that. I mean, you'll have a challenge raising me on your shoulders. But uh, I wish you good luck nonetheless. And that will do it for this week. Thanks for joining for another episode of the Heroes of HP12. If you haven't already, please subscribe on Spotify. And if you're loving the podcast, help us out by leaving a five-star review. You can follow us on Twitter at Heroes of HP12. You can follow Adam at APCWWFC, myself at Dan Clark PR, and Damo at Damo1507. We'll be back next week with more discussion on all things Chairboys and hopefully celebrating another win and another start to unbeaten start to 2024. Until then, stay well and come on, you blues. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.